It's uh, good to be with you this evening. It's good to read from God. It's good to praise the Lord in the evening. And it was good to praise the Lord with you. Loved listening to those voices raising high praise to heaven. This evening, I'm going to ask if you would turn basically to the middle of your Bible. Turn to Psalm 117. Psalm 117. I say halfway in your Bible because there are exactly 595 chapters before Psalm 117, and they are exactly 595 chapters after Psalm 117. So it's kind of the, the mid-mark uh, in the book. Even as you turn there, it's also the shortest chapter of the Bible. It's just 28 English words. It is just 17 Hebrew words. So reading it is going to go by quite quickly. You're going to need to pay attention. One other thing before I read it, because it's relevant to understand Psalm 117 is this. It's the last of six Egyptian halal psalms. Uh, Psalm 113 to Psalm 118, sorry. So it's the second to last. And the Egyptian halal psalms were sung as part of the Passover service. Uh, that's, that's what they would use as part of their service. We're going to read Psalm 117. Even before I read it, can I pray that the Lord would enable our hearts to be receptive to the reading and the teaching of His Word. Let's pray together. Father, this evening, would you pray that you would work in our hearts? Stir them, Lord God, to belief. Father, I pray that you'd work in our minds, that you would fix our attention on your word and that we would accept it as true without error and sufficient for all matters of our own personal lives and for godliness. Father, this evening, would you show us Jesus Christ in your word, that we would love him all the more, that we would follow him all the more, that we would praise him all the more, that your people, even in this place, would be set aside all the more for praise and worship of our Savior King. These things I pray in his most wonderful and blessed name. Amen. Well, friends, can I ask, would you stand in the honor of the reading of God's word? I read to you from Psalm 117, hear the word of God. Praise the Lord, all nations. Extol him, all peoples. For great is his steadfast love toward us. And the faithfulness of the Lord endures forever. Praise the Lord. Amen? Please be seated. Hey, right up front, I'm going to tell you exactly what I'm going to say tonight. So that it's clear, it won't be misunderstood. The central proposition of this text, the main thing in these two verses, is praise the Lord for his love and faithfulness. This is how I'm going to break the sermon this evening down. First, I'm going to look at a point the Lord demands 
our praise. And we're going to discover that in verse 1. After we've looked at that, we're going to look at a second point. The Lord demands universal praise, again, in verse 1. The third point that we're going to look at tonight is this. The Lord demands universal grounded praise. And we're going to see that in verse 2. And then finally, by way of application, we're going to discover that we must praise the Lord. That's how simple these two verses in the psalm is. Let's look at that first point. The Lord demands praise. In your own Bibles, look at verse 1. It says, praise the Lord. And then in the second line, it says, extol Him. We're just going to look at those two phrases to begin with. Under the title, the Lord demands praise. We need to ask the question, who is the Lord? If we're going to understand this text. And the answer is, the Lord is Yahweh. The Lord is Jehovah. The Lord is I am who I am. The Lord is the personal name for God. It's the name that was revealed to Moses in the burning bush as the Lord, the God of your fathers, the God of Abraham, the God of Isaac, the God of Jacob has sent me to you and this is my name forever and thus I am to be remembered throughout all generations. Now mark this. This is important. The Lord, Yahweh, Jehovah, is the covenant name for the God of Israel. In fact, this, this name is used 6,510 times in the Old Testament, often associated with the nation of Israel in a personal way, by covenant. By this name, Israel knew God and were known by God distinctively amongst the nations. Next, what does the word praise mean? We use that in church all the time, don't we? Praise. Well, the word praise is halal. Halal. Um, in actual fact, we can learn a little bit of Hebrew today. You can turn to the, the neighbor next to you, touch them on the shoulder if you came in the same car as them, and say halal. <laughs> it gives you an indication of the Hebrew... And really, it's a shortened form of a longer word that Baptists, we need to acquire and appropriate and use, and that's hallelujah. Hallelujah. It's the shortened form of the word hallelujah. Praise means really at its base essence to adore. Praise means at its base essence to approve. This is a call to bless the Lord. This is a call to commend the Lord. This is a call to honor the Lord. This is a call to celebrate the Lord. This is a call to rejoice in the Lord. When the Lord delivered David from the hand of all his enemies, he sang the following, For this I will praise you, O Lord, among the nations, and sing praises to your name. When the ark was Set in the tabernacle, David sang, Save us, O God, of our salvation. 
and gather and deliver us from among the nations that we may give thanks to your holy name and glory in your praise. What does the word in verse 1 extol mean? Extol means to lift up. Extol means to exalt. Extol is to heap praise upon praise upon praise. Extol is to add praise to praise to praise. Now these two words, and this is important, praise and extol, in verse 1, are imperatives. An imperative is a command. Commands are to be obeyed. They are not suggestions to be considered. God will be worshipped. Although the authorial intent here isn't praise the Lord as an instruction or extol the Lord. No, the, the psalmist is commanding God's people to do what God's people love to do. <laughs> Worship the Lord. They are being commanded here not out of duty but to respond out of delight. This is what we have been created for. This is what you have been designed for. We are commanded to worship the Lord. And so that's our first point. The Lord demands praise. Our second point is this. The Lord demands universal praise. Let's read verse 1 together again. Praise the Lord, all nations. Extol Him, all peoples. Now that's a little bit surprising. The Lord. The God of your fathers, the God of Abraham, the God of Isaac, and the God of Jacob, Yahweh, Jehovah, the covenant God of Israel, demands universal praise. He will have praise from Burundi, Lesotho, and Malawi. God will have praise from Chad, from Liberia, and from Sudan. God will have praise from India, from Pakistan, and from Burma, from Italy, and Turkey, and Greece, from Paraguay, and Uruguay, and Suriname. He will have it from all nations, all heathens, all Gentiles, all of us are to praise Him. All peoples on the second line could be talking of tribes. The all nations and all peoples Lord of Psalm 117 is the every tribe and every language and every people and every nation God of Revelation chapter 5. Now, I say that this is surprising because Israel often thought that their relationship with God was exclusive. But God's plan for the nation can be tracked throughout all of Scripture. To Abraham, he had promised, In you, all the families of the earth shall be blessed. David sang, All the ends of the earth shall remember and turn to the Lord, and all the families of the nation shall worship before you. Isaiah had prophesied 
I will make you as a light for the nations that my salvation might reach to the end of the earth. Zechariah had prophesied, and many nations shall join themselves to the Lord in that day and shall be my people and I will dwell in your midst and you shall know that the Lord of hosts has sent me to you. Malachi, the last prophet in the Old Testament, prophesied, For from the rising of the sun to its setting, my name will be great among the nations. And in every place, incense will be offered to my name and a pure offering. For my name will be made great among the nations, says the Lord of hosts. Friends, God's sovereign salvation plan is universal in its scope. And so the first two points as we study Psalm 117 are that the Lord demands praise And secondly, the Lord demands universal praise. Thirdly, the Lord demands universal grounded praise. Read with me in verse 2. It says for, and that that word for there is a grounding word. I'll explain that shortly. But, But for, great is his steadfast love toward us. And the faithfulness of the Lord endures forever. The word for you indicates that the author intends to support his call for the universe, for all of mankind to praise the Lord. And the two reasons that all nations, every tribe and tongue and people are to praise the Lord, he gives are this. We are to praise the Lord for his love, number one, and we are to praise the Lord for his faithfulness, number two. Let's look at that first reason. The Lord is the essence of love. He is the wellspring of love. He is the source of love. God is love. It is a perfection of God. It is core aspect to his character, his person. The the Lord's love is great. It is revealed in the psalm. The the word great isn't a quantitative word, as in the the love of God is uh, massive in terms of quantity. It's a qualitative word in terms of great, as in the Lord's love is a mighty love. The Lord's love is a strong love. The Lord's love is a prevailing love. The Lord's love is a steadfast love. And here is as you contemplate, even right now, on that great, mighty, strong, prevailing, steadfast love, recognize that this love is bent toward you, believer. This isn't some kind of general, fuzzy, abstract love. This is a specific love. This is a electing love. This is a discriminating love. This has become a sacrificial love. I've no doubt that someone needs to hear this this evening. The Lord's steadfast love is bent toward you. Secondly, we are to praise the Lord for His love and His faithfulness. The Lord's faithfulness means steadfastness. It means firmness. It means fidelity. The Lord 
will not change. Psalm 119, 89 and 90 says this, Forever, O Lord, your word is firmly fixed in the heavens. Your faithfulness endures to all generations. The Lord's faithfulness endures forever. This is the ground that we as the nations are to praise the Lord. We are to praise a Lord whose steadfast love is toward us and whose faithfulness endures forever. So as we're going through the psalm, we have seen that the Lord demands praise. We have seen that the Lord demands universal praise. We have seen that the Lord demands praise which is grounded on His work, His love, and His person, His faithfulness. So what? Praise the Lord. It says at the end of verse 2, praise the Lord. The psalmist has said, you've experienced God's love towards you. You've read of the Lord's faithfulness throughout all generations. This is the God that you serve. This is the God that you adore. This is the God who stirs your heart. So praise Him. Worship Him. Break out and dance before Him. Lift up holy hands toward Him. Declare His wonders to a watching world. Tell of His glories. Extol His goodness. Sing to the Lord. Praise the Lord. Friends, the Lord demands praise. The Lord demands universal praise. The Lord demands grounded praise. So praise the Lord. That's what the text says. How do we apply the text this evening? Unbeliever, you are able to praise the Lord because of the work of Jesus Christ. Remember I said that the psalm was one of six Egyptian halal psalms. That these psalms were sung as part of the Passover service. Passover is a Jewish festival which celebrates the exodus of the Jews out of Egypt, Israel's freedom from slavery. God had promised to redeem his people from bondage. Moses was sent to the Egyptian Pharaoh to say, let my people go, and when Pharaoh refused, God brought plagues on the land, and the last plague was death of all the firstborn in Egypt. Passover remembers the night of the last plague. God had instructed the Israelites to sacrifice a spotless lamb and mark their doorposts and their lintels with its blood. And then the Lord passed over the households that showed the blood. The blood of the lamb saved the Israelites from death. It kept the destroyer from entering into their homes. The Lord commanded this Passover to be celebrated as a perpetual reminder. Jesus, on the night that he was betrayed, shared a Passover meal with his disciples. And he used the elements of the Passover meal, unleavened bread and a cup of wine as symbols of his body broken and his blood shed. Now, the Egyptian halal psalms would have been sung during the course of that meal. In fact, 
As Psalm 117 is near the end of the set, it would have been sung, possibly even last of all. Both Matthew and Mark record the events of the Last Supper, and both of them record the following. When they had sung a hymn, they went out to the Mount of Olives. Jesus' last act of praise before his arrest, before his trial, before his sacrificial crucifixion and death would have included the words, Praise the Lord, all you nations. Extol him, all you peoples. Jesus had all people, his people, made up of every tribe and tongue and nation on his mind as he went to the cross. He bled and he died for the sin of all people. He won a victory over sin and death for all people. The Apostle Paul records the psalm as he makes that exact point in Romans chapter 15. Central, this church, is a whosoever church. Whosoever will come. The Lord has intended that that whosoever would be Sutus and Zulus and Causes and English and Afrikaans and black and white and colored and Indian and young and old and female and male. Look around you right now. Central is a whosoever church because our God is a whosoever God. God so loved the world that he gave his only son, that whosoever believes in him should not perish, but have eternal life. Will you come? Will you come right now? Will you come and praise the Lord? Are you a sinner? Good. Jesus is ready to be your savior. He is your only hope. He laid down his life that you might live. He is the Lamb of God that takes away the sins of the world. The resurrected Christ who holds the keys of death and Hades, he bids you to come to him this evening. Do not delay. He says, come, you who labor and are heavy burdened, and I will give you rest. The Lamb of God has been provisioned for your redemption. Call on His name this evening and you will be saved. Believers. Little flock. This is a little song, but it gives us no little comfort for our troubled souls. The steadfast love of the Lord is toward you. Dwell on that for a moment. Because if God is for you, who can be against you? Or to ask another way, who shall separate you from the love of Christ? For his steadfast love is toward you. This is amazing love. How rich and pure love. This is love which is beyond measure and is infinitely strong. This is a love which is so sure. This is a love which is so deep. This is a love which is vast beyond all measure. This is unmeasured love. This is boundless and free love. And this is love which is toward you. 
What confidence that must give you as you face the storms of your life. What comfort that must give you in the midst of the present trial and tribulation you are going through. Are you encouraged by that? There's more. There's more because the steadfast love of the Lord which is towards you is an enduring love, a forever love, a faithful love because we serve a steadfast, enduring, faithful God who makes this reality an eternity forever and ever. In Christ, you are secure. Not because of any work which you have done or any inherent good within you, but because He, God, the Lord, is faithful. You are safe in the all-powerful hand of God because Jesus knows you. Because Jesus gives you eternal life, you will never perish. No one will snatch you out of His hand because the Father has given you to Jesus because He is greater than all. No one will snatch you out of the Father's hand. Which brings me to the end of the sermon and the main application of this text. Praise the Lord. Whether you are a new believer or an old saint, praise the Lord. Sing of His greatness and His love. Raise a hallelujah, a resounding shout of praise because He has redeemed you. You are His. Your duty is to praise. And in light of His love and His faithfulness, your delight is to praise. Amen. Let's pray. The word commands us to praise the Lord. Lord God, would you make us worshipers? Lord God, you have made worshipers of us from every tribe and tongue and nation, plenty of which are represented tonight. Our desire is to lift up praise and worship to your most holy name. Lord, we are about to sing songs. Would you stir our affections toward you? Because we have heard that your affections are towards us. Love, faithfulness forever and ever. Oh, Lord God, would we praise you for what you have done and for who you are, that a watching world would stand in wonder as they see a people which has been set apart for you in this place. This we ask in the wonderful name of Jesus Christ. He is our Lord and our Savior. Amen.